and welcome back to Butter With That. Guys, it's been one year since we published. Gosh. Look at that. Like today? Like one year this month. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like it could have been today. It could have been. This episode sure. publishing on, I believe, September 13th? Probably done the first week of September, right? Something like that. Probably should have looked this up. That's all right. Um, <laughs> That's not how we do things here. And so this, since this is one year. Why start now? Yeah, why start? Um, since it's been one year, this new theme is going to be talking about our favorite movies. Oh, damn. On the Dread episode that we filmed at Christine's house, the first question I ever asked you guys was, what's your favorite movie? And my answer was Jurassic Park. And so for the next five weeks, you're going to hear each of us take turns talking about our favorite movies, what we appreciate the most out of them, and also talking about, or at least I am, this film's enduring legacy today, and also thinking about why are some movies our favorite movies and what kind of you know leads us to pick them. Um, just to kind of dive right in, since you know, I just want to get right to the movie. Yeah, these are going to be doozies, and I'm so excited for all of these episodes. But yeah, I'm sorry. We all ahead. picked good stuff. We all yeah, picked we so many good did. movies, um, and we have all seen these movies as well. That's something we're doing up for this month. Yeah, we'll all have watched them. Um, the first question I want to ask you guys is, what's your favorite dinosaur? Growing up, everybody had their favorite dino. Uh, and so I think that'd be a great place to start with talking about a movie that inspired a generation of children to take uh, dinosaur classes at their community college over the summer. Also, shout out to our friend Lauren, who we ran into before recording today, who hates dinosaurs. I love her. Wait, hates, she dinosaurs? hates dinosaurs? We were going to D.C. and we wanted to go to the Museum of um, what Natural History, right? That's the one in D.C.? Uh, yes. Yes? Okay. Um, and she was like, hmm. she when we were talking about going, she scoffed and just goes, ugh, isn't that the one with the dinosaurs? And I went, excuse me? <laughs> I take back that French fry I gave you earlier. Some of the most impressive organisms to ever walk the earth. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You don't like dinosaurs? <laughs> I got her a whole like, dinosaur book for her birthday, I think, after that. <laughs> nice. No, nothing like a spike gift. Uh, spike gifts are really the best ones. Um, but my favorite, uh, because I was and still am obsessed with the Loch Ness Monster, and the best theory for the Loch Ness Monster is that it's a uh, ple- plesiosaurus. Yes. Uh, so that would be my favorite. Mm. Followed by the Ankylosaurus, which has like the, the like thing that's yours right that is it mine. is yours okay cool mm-hmm. i'm glad because li- i'm just i'm just making the motion I was say, um, can you describe the thing <laughs> sam will describe verbally? the thing because she's gonna do it okay oh <laughs> yeah 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 well then i might as well just go first of all i should say <laughs> that my favorite dinosaur has usually always been a t-rex because of jurassic park little arms um, the star. L- little arms and the the star the queen i mean in all of the movies you're like yes bitch um, <laughs> even as a child watching Jurassic Park, <laughs> yes, 1993. Yes, I'm two years old. Yes, bitch. <laughs> um, and when Jurassic Park three came out, and it was the T Rex versus the William what? H Macy. <laughs> yeah, no, versus the fucking the Macy. one with the fin. Whatever. Spinosaurus. Spinosaurus. Yeah, right. Um. Uh, they created like little action figures that like had like the scratch on the side. Battle damage dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally and you could press the button and then go like, <laughs> and I had the T Rex <laughs> one and I loved it so much. I kept it with me at 
all times. I loved it. But then as an adult and as like a young adult too, I like started to explore more dinosaurs past Jurassic Park. As you do. As you do. And then came the Ankylosaurus. So Ankylosaurus is basically um, a cute little numb. Um, she's she's so great. She's um, very small, kind of like stout, squat. She's got like little horns on the back. She's got like a little. She looks like a, a, a T. Um, nope. Um, a Triceratops, but she got a mallet tail. Mm-hmm. There you go. So she's like oh. whipping it around and like hitting and slapping things. So it's like a stegosaurus where like the, the spines point out to the side is like yeah. armor. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Great way to define that. Mm-hmm. She looks like she has a good center of gravity. Yeah. She Yeah. Her core is engaged. Yes. Literally at all times. Mm-hmm. Her third eye is open. It's all good. <laughs> her chakra. <laughs> it's all aligned. <laughs> Uh, you you can go, Dave. Uh, Coelophysis. Who's that? Coelophysis was a small. This is Wikipedia. A small, slender-built, ground-dwelling bipedal carnivore that could grow up to three meters or nine point eight feet long. Coelophysis was one of the earliest uh, known dinosaur genera. Um, Gathered material representing similar animals has been found worldwide in some of the late Triassic and early Jurassic formations. So it was one of the first bipedal dinosaurs. Hmm. Jurassic Park 2. The girl who has the sandwich. Celiocampes. Those are similar. similar very similar, but not the same, yeah. Got you it. guys are impressive. I was the kid where, like, you know, some kid would walk up to me in kindergarten and be like, well, what's this one? And I'd be like, dude, put down that triceratops. You're out of your depth. <laughs> <laughs> Like like you talk when you're in uh, elementary school. <laughs> yes, bitch. I can, I can imagine Dave like as like a seven year old like you're out of your depth. <laughs> Most of my responses to kids asking things. Like, I really like the juxtaposition of both of us as young children. <laughs> <laughs> what if there was like a uh, you know remember show Tiny Tunes? Yeah. What if there was like a butter with that Tiny Tunes? Oh, oh no, she doesn't need to come back. <laughs> Christine, what's your favorite dino? I mean, I like the um, I like the Triceratops. Classic. So I am out of my league <laughs> or out of my depth. Or <laughs> well, this kid was holding one. He should know better. I mean, I don't know too much about dinosaurs. I do really love rhinos, and so I feel like Triceratops and a rhino are kind of kindred spirits. Um, and I like pterodactyls. They're great. Yeah. I was thinking about them earlier they today, too. They can fly too. and do all the Real cool solid. things. I like, I don't want to like. Fine. It's too bird-like. It's too bird-like. The silent P. This, mm. <laughs> See, don't even ask me how to spell any of this shit. Um, <laughs> but the one of the last scenes in, in Jurassic Park, when the, pe- the pelican scene, when he's like admiring the beauty of the pelican, and I'm mm. like, yes, admire the beauty of like a flying pterodactyl. Yeah. The pterodactyl episode of scooby-doo chef's kisses is very good Ooh, wow huh don't know that can't one. say i've ever seen it well do they research do they <laughs> go back in time yeah, no <laughs> no <laughs> man with like a plane that Pretty like sure they're pulling a mask off somebody oh nice monsters were real in scooby-doo <laughs> comes from my favorite scene of the entire movie and that is a velociraptor yeah. did you know that they were much smaller in reality i did not know that and they were about uh they were about yeah three foot <laughs> hmm so the uh hmm. the version that we're treated to is more similar to and this is via the movie trivia 
uh, a Utah raptor, which is a 10-foot uh, raptor kind of species that was discovered in Utah around the same time that the film was produced. But the thought of raptors being that small sounds adorable to me. I like that me. even like more. Like, they'd be oh eating God, me alive, no, and I'd be like, oh, my God. But that, <laughs> That's pretty close that, to what a sea lefice is. That one scene when Newman is about to get uh, fucking... Oh, oh stunk by the by the Dilophosaurus. Yes. Yeah, the Dilophosaurus. The, Once the, again, everyone's they were purring welcome. like a cute little creature. Like it was like, oh, that thing is harmless mm-hmm. until it fans took, its wings and or its mane. It, it's like, yeah, like neck cape. Neck yeah. cape. Yeah. Yeah. Neck yes. cape. <laughs> I took a quiz once that was like, which Jurassic Park character are you? And I got oh. that title. I thought oh. you were going to drop some like like scientific name no. for what that is. And you're just like, <laughs> <"Nick> <laughs> <a game." laughs> Absolutely not. I was like, Sam knows this shit. <laughs> you, you saw me like working it out in real time. I was like, eh, Nick. <laughs> oh. Well, those are all some pretty great dinos. Uh, Fans, be sure to let us know what your favorite dinosaurs are on Instagram or Twitter or email us. And why it's your favorite. And why. Dave's going to be grading all of your answers. (laughs) Uh, It's like um, Dan DeVito in um, Frank Reynolds in the Always Sunny episode where he's an art gallery curator guy. He's like, derivative. Bullshit. Bullshit. (laughs) Let me be Dave. Uh, awesome. Well, let's dive into our format. Who watched the trailer for Jurassic Park? Probably all of us, but who specifically? Uh, must have been me. Um, <laughs> truly. So, I <laughs> I watched the trailer when I like a couple weeks ago. Whenever um, we decided who was going to do what, mm-hmm. but mostly I remember the trailer from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I saw this because this movie came out what like ninety three, summer ninety three. Yeah. Literally, I was an infant, but still going yeah, bitch to dinosaurs, <laughs> and uh, what I will say is that the trailer I remember both then and now watching it like it shows you the dinosaurs but it also builds the tension in like a really wonderful way and it doesn't show you like any of the big major scenes that like for me really stick out like for me the scene that when you say Jurassic Park in my mind immediately goes to when the kids are stuck in the car absolutely and Mm -hmm. the dinosaur's eye like dilates like fuck that's like that is quintessential Jurassic Park, incredible work. Um, but also, I just like remembered the feelings of it and being intensely terrified, but also like being, even as a little kid, like very interested in the fear that the trailer brought up. And I think that the trailer hits you with like very similar to how the, the Jurassic World trailer, mm-hmm. I think like those were very very similar and how they were made which like makes sense because the first one wanting people to go to the theaters and see them all again so you hear you hear the the John Williams score mm. you hear that you see like the specific characters like of course you see Ian Malcolm you see Jeff Goldblum and um, <laughs> yeah exactly be um, a lot of that folks great life uh, finds a way um, <laughs> and um, it's it's a lot of like the background but like never really specifically giving you any of like the most memorable scenes 
Does anyone remember a couple of years ago when they were like putting this back in theaters? Yeah. Yeah, because mm. I remember we went to go see me and the person I was dating at the time went to go I see saw. Indiana Jones. Yeah, because mm. I saw it in the, on the big screen. I was like, remember being like, oh my god, they're gonna do Jurassic Park on the big screen. We have to go. And the person I was dating at the time was like, ugh, like this movie isn't that great. And I was like, it was like Sleeping with the Enemy, where I was just like, who the <laughs> fuck am I dating? Like, you don't like Jurassic Park? <laughs> was it uh, being re-released as a 3D version? Was I that? forget, because I saw Indiana Jones on the big screen, and it was around the same time they were doing that, um, but I don't think I saw Indiana Jones in 3D, but I honestly can't remember now. But, so. like, one of them, AMC, I think, was doing, like, they did the whole, like, Pixar, like, month where all the all these different Pixar movies are coming to the theaters, but they did a lot of these, like, classics, too. Nice. But what's also interesting is to think about how that the, the Jurassic Worlds that have followed now the marketing and the trailers really do mimic what came out mm. in like the beginning because like I remember seeing Jurassic Park 3 and like the Burger King toys and then like all of the commercials and then every toy at like Walmart and Kmart and it's just so interesting how like they use nostalgia a lot yeah. to sell the new movies because the new movies are not Good. Nope. They're not good. Nope. nope. Oh, Although God, the newest Jesus. one is like a weird like haunted house, but there are dinosaurs movie, and that's the most insane concept <laughs> I've ever heard. You bought a ticket for Jurassic Park, huh? Well, here's a story about a human clone. No, you're not welcome. This is garbage. <laughs> but they show an ankylosaur falling into the water in Fallen Kingdom, and I was like, no, because that probably died. I can't support that, so... Can't support Anglio deaths. No, mm -mm, not at all. Can't support. Cool. Well, thank you, Sam, for that trailer <laughs> recap. Um, Whatever that was. Reviews across the board are amazing for this movie. Sure. It's Jurassic we Park. We all picked great movies. This. Yeah. Buckle up, because this is going to be one hell of a. It's going to be so good. Uh, but we thought it would be fun if we found some comically bad reviews of Jurassic Park. Um, folks, have you got put up on your phones? You ready? I have mine up. I know, Sam, you said yours was a one, uh, like one sentence, Literally so I want to make sure sentence. I don't read yours. What's the name of your person? But that's part of the, that's part of the joke. Oh, okay. Never mind then. So maybe you should She's go first. It, yeah. All right. So this review comes from David N. Butterworth. <gasps> January 1st, 2000. He says, the problem with the film, plain and simple, is that it focuses all of its energies on the dinosaurs themselves. What? I read that First one. First of all, that, that's good. And, yeah, like, what? I what? I read that, and, my, you know, the the galaxy brain meme? Yeah. It, like, my brain just, like, <laughs> into the ether. I could not believe it. I hope you were on the train and just. I, I mean, not. I was at my desk have, at what, work. what, a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes? Something like that. So all the bad reviews you know are just going to be, like, a thing. Shit. Um, though, I... Got a few, just in case someone picked a different one. I have one from Terrence Rafferty from The New Yorker. Ah. Ah. Uh, he wrote, For all the ingenuity of the movie's engineering, Jurassic Park doesn't have the imagination or the courage to take us any place we haven't been a thousand times before. It's just a creature feature on amphetamines. Also, what's wrong with that? Like, yeah, who doesn't love a good creature feature? It's the best creature feature ever yeah. made. And it's yeah. also based on a book. Fuck off. I think my favorite criticism of all time for any movie. It's we've seen this a thousand times. Yeah, it's fucking storytelling. Nothing like, is new. Like just enjoy the fucking ride you're going on. Right. Shakespeare wrote it all. Even dinosaurs. I don't give a shit. He wrote it. <laughs> 
those classic Shakespeare cave paintings of dinosaurs. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting credit for everything. <laughs> well, he'll take it. <laughs> uh, mine's kind of, I think, I think connected to Sam's. Just a review that was like, Spielberg didn't follow his own formula of, with Jaws. The idea of don't introduce the like spectacle until mm-hmm. halfway through the movie builds tension. That there's wasn't, a, and that that wasn't they introduced <laughs> There's also an interesting factoid that I mean the dinosaurs are only I'm sorry, was that the whole thing? That was a summary okay. of of the argument. Cuz there there is the point that like someone has has made that like dinosaurs are only on screen for 20 minutes of this movie. So like they're really not that present. <laughs> and I would argue and we can maybe get into this later that there are um, there are amazing ways mm-hmm. that Spielberg builds tension in this movie. Yes, mm-hmm. that doesn't rely on. I mean, the beautiful spectacle that are the dinosaurs. Like, I do want to see the dinosaurs because he worked a really, yeah, like hard on those practical effects. Yeah. but there are other ways that he rely like that like he the utilizes goat? the goat. Oh, yeah. yeah, primarily sure. the farm animals. <laughs> And also Jaws, the, that wasn't on purpose. Like, yeah. the fucking shark, shark was broken. Yeah. And you Bruce were supposed like, to have more shark. Well, yeah, so bullshit. <laughs> well, those are some great reviews. All of reviews. you are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> some truly outstanding reviews. Well, I think that's a great place to jump into um, why I chose, why this is my favorite movie of all time. And I think a huge part of that is the VFX work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, this, so Spielberg brought together Industrial Light and Magic, which... Uh, the effects company that George Lucas started, um, mixed that technology with Stan Winton's massive creature puppets and Phil Tippett's stop motion technology. So you sort of have, you know, the all these different schools of special effects and practical effects coming together to try to recreate, you know, a living dinosaur. Because Spielberg was basically like, I'm not going to make this movie unless the dinosaurs are going to look absolutely realistic. And I think even, you know, 1993, this movie came out. So 25 plus years ago i still think the effects they're incredible today, they're uh, incredible. got a whole rant about that at some point yeah <laughs> um so yeah even there's a few mo- i mean a few moments where like oh i can tell that's like cg but especially with the t-rex paddock attack which is the big you know when he's stomping on the car it's sometimes really tough to tell what is cg and what's not because spielberg so brilliantly you know is like Multiple times throughout the movie, they're interacting with a real puppet dinosaur. They're touching it. It's touching things. So when you see the CG one, your brain is like, oh, this is still that same physical yeah. object. Mm. You're, you're talking about why this is, and, and this is uh, maybe just my opinion. This is the best use of CG in a movie of yeah. all yes. time. And it was like the first. And there's, there's one CG of the that first. looks better. There's CG that has been developed better. Like the Matrix looks, technically looks better than this CG. But the, the essential difference is that this sets uses cg as a tool instead mm-hmm. of a crutch yeah. it allows that it is a way of supplementing shots that you couldn't create with sure. physically rendered voluminous to scale against actors puppets and animatronics such that your mind fills in the gaps naturally when you're seeing the juxtaposition as opposed to like um even really well done mocap stuff like Gollum. Or, um, mm-hmm. or just like uh, I don't know, Avatar. If you're a fan of that kind of thing, like there's there's a, a lot of merit to the depth and like scale of those like CG productions. But unless it's for me, unless it's balanced against a physical mm-hmm. setting and like a voluminous thing that a, an, a char- uh, an actor can interact with as a character physically, then 
it makes it really difficult to make it a selling point on its own. I'll take practical you, any day. Over oh, for sure. Day. And yeah. this movie, to me, in that sense, is like very much like the live action equivalent of like Walt Disney's Snow White in terms of like a very newly established industry standard, like heightened mm. to like a different mm-hmm. degree. And like we see it all the time. Every movie since Jurassic Park has been touched by Jurassic Park as far as creature features and action films. And as a viewer, that scene when Sam Neill is up against the sick triceratops with his head against the belly, you know that that is a physical mm-hmm. and like being that he is interacting mm-hmm. with, and there is no recreating that with siege. Like their excitement no, feels so not. real it when really, they're feeling. That's them. one of the most tender, beautiful oh, scenes, yeah. and you 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 can see the physicality of it, and really see um, that that physical connection. And she's so beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And, like, that's what this movie does so well with the practical effects and CGI is, like, really creates emotion. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have that. And I think, like, outside of the the pupil dilating on the T-Rex, one of my other favorite scenes is, is, is also emotional. And it's, like, just an instinct fear base. So when they pick up Dr. Malcolm and they put him into the Jeep and they're driving and the T-Rex is coming mm-hmm. after them. Oh. And... I still get scared. I am almost 30 years old and I still get scared <laughs> as you see like the T-Rex like hitting its head off the Jeep and then you fucking see the T-Rex in the mirror mm-hmm. and you see that and you're like, oh! My mom used to cover my eyes at certain points when I was a kid she didn't want me to see certain things because mm-hmm. I was too young and like I think part of that has also like built up a lot of those scenes for me where I was like, oh, like in my head I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to be watching this. This is too scary and so like some of that stuff like still freaks me out. Like the mirror stuff in it mm-hmm. It's so good. Like yeah. I love the mirror in the Jeep that says objects are closer <laughs> than they may appear. Yeah. <laughs> the tides are like, That's so good. And also, like, a lot of the CG that they did was based on the discarded uh, work already established through the, um, the stop motion team. Mm-hmm. Because they first enlisted a stop motion team to capture these things in the tradition of, like, 50s creature features. Mm. But um, when the other technology presented itself, like... Unfortunately, the claymation and like um, stop motion team was basically scrapped, but they were still incorporated in the sense that they they handed off a lot of their like um, their uh, armatures and frame uh, frameworks for those those creatures uh, to be handled as like a manipulated almost like early motion capture for the digital stuff. So even then, when it's digitally rendered, it has a sense of like weight and gravity and balance that is lacking in something that you don't take the time to physically mm-hmm. create. Yeah, they they basically created a model dinosaur, and as you moved its legs and its arm and its neck and its jaw, it sent that movement as data to the computer. Mm. So they rendered the dinosaur with so like brilliant. CG in the computer, and they also did that with smaller scale mm-hmm. models that were like wire armature. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so that's just, and I think in the one video I was watching, saying how they assembled the largest number of like computer processors that any movie ever used to render all of this um, data and information. And astonishingly, there's, as you said, Dave, there's like 20 minutes, maybe not even that, of dinos actually in the movie. Mm-hmm. Only six minutes of those are visual CGI effects. I mean, wow. there's That's around wild. 63 individual effect shots with CGI. And in Jurassic World, there are 2,000 oh effect God. shots. <laughs> Wow. If I'm honest, I don't even think I can recall right now exactly what CGI mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park. Well, the Brontosaurus is ours, or yeah. Brontosauri. Like At when the they first but then you, they're roll also up, brought in at the end as a physical as a, creature yeah. or a 
physical prop. Oh, and they're like feeding the. Right. The right, right. Oh, right. Oh, he reaches for the leaves. And he and sneezes. sneezes. Just imagine oh, it's I a cow. So, like, there's never, <laughs> like, there's never, I don't think, a dinosaur on screen except the Triceratops, which is only a practical effect that we don't see in both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, a... maybe those running dinosaurs traced by the T Rex, those are just digital. Yeah. Yeah. But. There's also a great Uh, video uh, on the AV Club website that breaks down a couple features of the movie. And one uh, idea that the video presents is this idea of Spielberg's use of frame within the frame shots. Uh, whether it's watching the running T-Rex from the frame of the Jeep, like the top of the Jeep, or seeing the raptor through the round window of the kitchen. But Uh. a lot of these frame within the frames actually um, work with the transition of CGI into practical effects. So it's like by moving the camera across the frame of the Jeep, you see a T-Rex that might initially be rendered as CGI transform through just that physical frame into the actual practical effect and it creates this seamless transition where you don't even register what you're actually looking at because different components are rendered in different ways. He has a lot of interesting one shots he does in his movies and I can't remember the, like some of the Jurassic Park ones but there's like a video we watched that was talking about all of these one shots he's done. One of the really iconic ones is the one shot where they're on like the little like ferry thing in Jaws and they're talking mm-hmm. about closing the beach or not and that's all a one shot and it's yeah. only a couple minutes but it's like really interesting to watch how Spielberg does these in a lot of his movies. And I should have looked up if there's like a specific like Jurassic Park one that's really iconic. But just the way some of this stuff is shot is like really incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean the like Sam, you brought up the the uh, Jeff Goldblum sitting in the back and mm-hmm. watching the T Rex come. A lot of uh, those were pretty long shots in a very mm-hmm. chaotic mm-hmm. setting that could have been pretty sliced and diced. But I think the no- the idea of like seeing yeah. him position or like mm-hmm. see, watching the camera move with the Jeep and then watch this thing running behind uh, and through the mirror is is terrifying, definitely. Must go faster. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a line that was so liked by um, Roland Emmerich that they incorporated it into Independence Day. Oh, no. <laughs> no, the first one. The good no one. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> The but, good one. Let's not remember that there's an amazing movie called Independence Day because of its <laughs> shitty sequel. The the physicality of the actors as mm-hmm. well. I mean, something. Laura that, Dern. Oh my God, Laura oh. Dern. But the Gosh, very so end good. when they're trying to run away from the raptors and they have to jump on the dino skeletons and uh. they're like fucking hanging off those things. Like, holy shit. That was so Indiana Jones oh. when they're hanging on a lot <laughs> of the skeletons really, yeah. and the ropes and the... You know how many times I went to a science museum? I was like, hmm, could Which I one? do that? <laughs> <laughs> could that support my weight? <laughs> um, well, I think let's just jump right into talking about Steven Spielberg a little bit and the folks mm-hmm. who made this movie and the people who starred in it. Um, we haven't really talked much about Steven Spielberg, I think, on this podcast. I don't think really at all. Um, but this is by far my favorite, um, maybe not by far, but my favorite Spielberg movie, Jaws, is very close. I also love Back to the Future. Mm. I don't know if I've ever seen E.T. all the way through. What? Oh, oh no, no, no. That movie fucked know. me up. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'd say, for me, it's Raiders. 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 Wins, but then this is a close second. Uh, Remember when L.B. Such... hated Raiders? <laughs> well, yeah, she's an archaeologist, and she has... Or, uh, yeah, she's she's got a background in that. Yeah. <laughs> so every time Indiana Jones screams, it belongs in a museum. She's just like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and then Which she is passed a fair out. Point. Is a fair point. And then she fell asleep. <laughs> 
Um, what are you guys' favorite Spielberg movies? You talked about Raiders. Do you guys have anyone that, for you, just kind of like jumps out as your favorite one? Is it Jurassic Park or is it Jaws? Or man, I don't know. Like Close Encounters is so good. It's I great. keep like wanting to rewatch that. I just fucking love Richard Dreyfus so <laughs> much. So I also like like Jaws is probably grown to be like one of my favorite movies too. Um, it's a movie like I like to watch like once a year at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like that. Yeah, indie indie's up there too. It's like really hard. And he just has, I feel like, such a diverse list of films as well. Like Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan. Munich is one of my mom's favorite movies. He did Munich? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know that. And um, <laughs> Dave, I'm surprised you didn't say that. Ready Player One was your favorite Spielberg movie. Oh, for movie. God's sake. <laughs> oh, yeah. That dreadful movie based on a book by a scumbag. <laughs> Light it on fire. Set it on fire. Light, Light it on, on fire. fire. Um, also producing this movie is Kathleen Kennedy, who now is in charge of Star Wars. She runs Amblin with Spielberg. So Spielberg, Kathleen Kennedy producing so many movies that were part of our childhoods. And George Lucas took over to help direct all the post-production elements because after um, principal photography and after some you know uh, post-production work Spielberg went on to focus full-time on Schindler's List which is probably the biggest 180 a director can do (laughs) working on Jurassic Park it's quite a turn Uh, so then he actually asked uh, George Lucas to step in to help finish up the post-production they're both pretty grand in scale but obviously with extremely different Mm -hmm. tones Mm. Um, so in addition to having awesome people behind the cameras, and Christine, I think you were saying that the, was a cinematographer or the... Yeah, so um, uh, Dean Cundy... Ooh, Dean Cundy is great. Work, ...has worked with John Carpenter, he did The Thing, he did Halloween, uh, and then he's done Back to the Future, uh, uh, also Apollo 13, hmm. so, and you can, I mean, you can really tell throughout the movie, like how masterful mm-hmm. all of the shots are. It's like Spielberg's eye, Dean Cundy's eye combined. You've got some some beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful shots. Um, I feel like something that stuck out to me while I was watching it is not only seeing throughout jo- or throughout uh, Jurassic Park like Spielbergy things, like being like, oh, this this reminds me of Indiana Jones when they're you know swinging on the ropes in mm-hmm. in the museum on the bones or the practical effects of like harkening back score. to Jaws, you know, you Jump got your right. Jolly yeah. and scores, oh, yeah. all this stuff, but also seeing um, base him being inspired. I would think from other movies like Alien, those those kitchen the kitchen scene uh where like a lot of the the dinosaurs head like the raptor head popping out at something felt like running away from like ripley running away from alien in these very sort of claustrophobic confining environments um the shining also came to mind as another like in especially in the kitchen there's like this kind of here's johnny moment that the dinosaur does so maybe i'm just like drawing connections where spielberg didn't really intend for those connections to be but i really can see like influences of other it's all a lot of like iconic other iconic um scenes or, or filmmakers or other films um but definitely the clo- the the confining spaces running away from like a a slimy sort of monster felt kind of <laughs> alien <laughs> um sam i think before we started recording you were saying that every like word of dialogue every scene is like burned right yeah here your forehead. there it and is i think spielberg just does such a great job of creating such iconic set pieces iconic characters 
Um, the film was written by Michael Crichton, who wrote the novel. Um, and bought for two million dollars this uh, this 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 uh, concept before the book was finished by Universal Pictures. <laughs> and the book itself has a different ending. Yeah, like something slightly altered. But then I think Jurassic Park two and then the sequel Lost Kingdom were written together i think or influenced by each other that might be right i don't remember after after the first one i lose touch with michael crichton yeah so michael crichton who also um wrote the movie westworld the original movie with Yul brenner um so it sounds like theme parks gone wrong is kind of his thing and david kep also wrote the final screenplay um and i think the screenplay that they came up with is what for me makes this movie so enduring of how the structure of everything's laid out from act one to two to three the character motivations and just how all these characters are introduced and set up i mentioned earlier how my favorite scene what i call the turkey kid and the hammond intro scene when they're at the um in montana and the badlands oh uncovering oh my god that took me a second lots around <laughs> the turkey because he says that's just a giant turkey mm-hmm. uh, and then a little shit. And that just that scene where Sam Neill was like just like adult goals in that in that <laughs> <Yeah>. moment. <laughs> just takes a velociraptor claw and it's like maybe they'd cut you here across maybe the they'd belly. Cut out your guts. <laughs> and then eat you while but most importantly, they're gonna eat you while you're still alive. <laughs> um, and it just sets up how him and Laura Dern's relationship, are they together? Aren't they together? There's some romantic chemistry. They are in the movie, but not the book. Um, and then just setting up how he doesn't like kids, setting up how he doesn't interact well with technology. He's very much old school. There's this new sonar way to look at dinosaurs underground. He touches it and it breaks, and he's like, don't ever let me touch technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hammond's introduction, who turns out to be their backer for their dig, and is basically like, hey, want to come to this you know, island to check out my thing? And they're like, not really. We got to dig here. And he's like, how about I fund your research for three more years? And they're like, all right, I guess we don't we'll have a do. choice. Let's go. Like, oh, well, that shit. whole setup is so quick. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, they cut right to that. <laughs> I was like, wait, you guys don't know this guy. He's in your trailer Shows drinking your champagne. We were saving her. I was like, if I was in that situation, we'd be like, wait, 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 rewind, rewind. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Why are you in my threaten. house? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and how did he get out of the helicopter? Run. Like a quarter of a mile to their trailer. Yeah, you're right. Don't ask. He moved super fast. Booked it to beat him there. Michael Crichton in his book uh, intended John Hammond to be quote a dark Walt Disney, as it applies later. Described him as a jovial Santa Claus. (laughs) Well, certainly David Attenborough. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. He also kind of reminds me of a Dumbledore-like figure. Yeah. Of like. There's stuff going on in the background. Generally, a positive person, but there's some ulterior motive. It's also really heartbreaking to like watch like his dream crumble, crumble. before mm-hmm. him and like realize all of like the terrible mm-hmm. things that have happened because of this and like guns. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But Shooter. also, but, oh man. But also, if it's your fucking dream to bring extinct creatures back to life sh- solely for the purpose of entertainment for people, go fuck yourself. Well, you know, that's what I. Remember remembered is that is that that was a big part of john uh or excuse me michael crichton's uh writing process was that like he he initially posed this as like a science experiment from like an undergrad and then was like well there's no way they would have the money to do this so mm-hmm. instead it was advertised as entertainment as marketing so that they could get the funding to even make the jumping off point. yeah because you need people to invest so what's the best the way hook, to do that yeah, yeah. which and, i think makes him uh hammond a m- more compelling character yeah because he's kind of like this sort of like sad grandpa that's really wealthy <laughs> and has this vision but sees it completely go wrong. You're like, I can see how someone can get 
swept up in this dream, but make terrible decisions mm-hmm. as far as whose lives you're putting at risk. Mm-hmm. And having not thought completely through how this is yeah. actually going to practically work. And so he can't be positioned as a villain from which I understand maybe more of the book creates more of a potential villain within mm-hmm. the character. He also clearly him, didn't hire great But it people. seems more realistic <laughs> sure. in this depiction of a well-meaning rich guy mm. that actually sees this completely The actor does crumble. a really good job of like kind of, he's like, Showing all of like the motions that he's going through. And, and, yeah, I did yeah. not know that Richard Attenborough was in this, or is it da- David? David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Sorry, I wrote David. Oh, brother Attenborough. Oh. I would that imagine is, maybe I don't wait, know. Wait, no, no, that is that this is pivotal. Family this is not. <laughs> is this planet Earth Attenborough? I think it's his brother. That's his brother. Okay, this. But David I'm Attenborough. I'm so glad we is figured this out because I was like, wait, planet, but it's. Button. I'm oh. take that back. Okay, you know what? We can know. move on. This is research time for I don't Christine. Know what's um, I'm really glad that they chose not to go super dark because one thing, and I never noticed this before in previous watchings, was as Gennaro, the lawyer, is going to, was in the Dominican Republic where they're at the Amber Mine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're ferrying him across on a raft. And what a great setup of a guy in like a three piece suit on a. With a briefcase. With mm-hmm. a briefcase yeah, yeah. on a pallet down a river mm-hmm. to like go into a mine. And then he's he thought that Hammond would be there to meet with him because the investors are really nervous because in the opening scene, a mm-hmm. uh, park worker died eaten by a velociraptor. The hand um, in the fucking bracelet. Um, and so what the miner says, or I guess like the lead miner person, is like, oh, Hammond's daughter is going through a divorce, so he went to be with her. And so throughout the movie, they see this idea that he really loves his kids. And the scene toward the very end of the movie where um, Dr. Sadler, played by Laura Dern, confronts him of like, why did you think you could control nature? And he's like, well, I really wanted to create something that was real, something that people would interact with. So I think he definitely is in it for the money, in it for the entertainment value. But also, I think he just wants to create something that will live on forever and something that will inspire people. I think it's more his vi- the realization that his vision is flawed because right. of how it's been corrupted by these compromising mm-hmm. influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By capitalism. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he's like he's like obviously an idealist and like wants to think like the best of what he's doing and like what this is going to do for like society and everything, yeah. but like then of course other people are involved and it's, they kind of ruin that. It's kind of and... boiled down in that one like moment of conversation this is like no, this has to be available and accessible to everyone. It's like, yeah, we'll have a coupon. Coupon. Yeah, yeah so that, exactly. That, that was thing. such a yeah. great, that whole scene is so good. Which, like, those lines are stuff that's really interesting to pick up as mm-hmm. I'm growing older, because, like, that's not stuff I, like, cared about or noticed when I first watched this movie when I was a kid, you know, besides the, like, yes, bitch, like, moment at the <laughs> yes. end. Like, <laughs> you tear up that velociraptor. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, all of that, like, dialogue was, like, probably not stuff I, like, cared too, too much about. Um, so now that it's like, oh yeah, like of course this would be crazy expensive to go to, and of course this is like super right. elitist, and yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the fire fest of uh, it's, it's actually literally less of a eat the rich. Oh my fire god! Wait. <laughs> yes. Somehow. And I feel like Jurassic World had the opportunity to kind of dive into these deeper themes, but it was just a pure cash grab right. of a movie which I think I kind of liked Jurassic World when I saw it in theaters I don't really oh, remember I didn't think it was floor. the worst thing yeah. ever Wait, is that New York no, that's the one with Chris, like Chris Pratt. Oh, that's Chris the more Pratt. recent one. Okay. Right. Oh wait, you're talking. Oh, you're talking Jurassic about Jurassic World. I think it was San Diego. Jurassic World's the one that came out 
Yeah, San Diego is the, oh, is the right. Lost World. You're talking it's about the, the second, second one. one. No, I'm talking about the new one with Chris Pratt. New oh, thumbs through the floor then. All right. Fuck that. Through the floor. Which is interesting because the movie is supposed to be like comment on sort of the commodification of science, yet you can totally tell at pivotal moments this movie is like franchise, 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 right. franchise. And at that point, like, Chris, Chris uh, fuckface Pratt had like lost his soul, so it was like, eh. Uh, I don't even want to dive into that. Let's just yeah. talk about I the good one. I still think he was so. kind of he was kind of cool with the first one, the second one. Everyone was like, I'm fucking done with this dude. Mm. <laughs> um. So let's move on to diving deeper into the cast. Yeah. Um, Which I a quick note. So Richard Attenborough is the actor in Jurassic Richard, Park, but right, David yeah. Attenborough right. is his is the, the, older the brother who is Planet <laughs> Earth. Right. Figured that's it right. out. That's Wonderful. Right. That's right. Um, this movie has an all-star cast with Sam Neill as Dr. Grant, Laura Dern, Dr. Sadler, uh, Richard Attenborough, John Hammond, Jeff Goldblum, Dr. Ian Malcolm, Wayne Knight, who is Newman from Seinfeld, perfectly cast mm-hmm. as Dennis Nedry, um, and Samuel Jackson as Ray Arnold. That's early in his career, too. Yeah. And um, B.D. Wong is one B. of the B. Wong. B. Wong. Yes. And uh, Joe Mazzello, is that his last name, that plays little boy? What's his name, Timmy? Tommy? He's seen oh, other things. Yeah, okay, so he, he was, was in, in the Pacific, right? He was in the Pacific. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. he was. And then he was also... <laughs> take it for what it is um in bohemian rhapsody and uh he oh, you know an actor can do a good job in a shit movie he what? Wait, looks the hustle. exactly like the the guy he portrays is it brian brian may is Maybe. that who he played i think so the guitarist I have not seen this movie because it frustrates me anyway quick, quick little tangent Alyssa wanted me to mention that she hates the little boy in this movie I'm not sure what she disagree with. The precocious children thing is like, you know, everyone's got their take, but I thoroughly enjoyed these kids, John especially. Oh, my bad. Right, right. My bad. Okay, that's Sorry. a whole other thing. They yeah. went through that's the, the uh, ringer yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. everything horrible happened to both those kids. <laughs> and I can't believe this movie was PG. Mm. I just definitely already, as like a young person watching this movie, was like. Why are they bugging uh, Sam Neill? Just like let him be. Like, why are you all up in his face? He's dressed like him with the jean jacket. But and they the fucking paid for it. Like the older sister, after the entire Jeep scene where it gets flipped over oh, and she tries oh, to so save great. her brother and all of this stuff, you see her just scream into the rain, and you're like, "This is a fucking war movie." I think of her <laughs> she's covered yeah, in mud. I think of her face just all the covered time. Covered in mud. Yeah. Lest we forget. When he, when the electric fence is down, yeah. and then he's climbing over, and it's like, he literally flies That's off. That's so tense. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I was like, you guys, you guys got it. Like, they did a great job. Samuel was yeah. barely scathed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I love his growth as our protagonist of... And I think it kind of goes beyond just Samuel learns that kids are okay, but going into he has to learn to evolve because so much of the movie and even um, Jeff Goldblum asks Samuel that or, you know, talks about like, you know, what are you going to do now that dinosaurs are a real thing? And he's like, go extinct is what Jeff Goldblum jokes Mm -hmm. about his job. And so toward the end of the movie, after they've survived, like all the T-Rex encounter, the the, uh, Jeep falling, you know, when the kids ask, what's he going to do? They're like, oh, I'm going to evolve. Mm. go forward so i think it's really i think it's a really beautiful job of his growth of going from somebody who is stuck in his ways doing something one specific way which are great ways but learning to grow and evolve if he wants to keep the relationships that he wants to keep in his life like um laura dern can we also say that the t-rex are 
cast members as well because like <laughs> I feel like All there's a dinosaurs. character right but I feel like there's a, a serious character arc for the T-Rex because like we need an explanation for why bad bitch busts in to that visitor center and like saves the people from the raptors and it's like <gasps> as the well, it's very much circumstantial and... where it's like oh this dinosaur is just here to kill this other dinosaur That's... but like I'm glad that it looks like he's saving like everyone but else's life. But it's beautiful life. and that is, is an arc. Yeah. That, but, that... but it's us like adding our own you know like personification stuff. She deserves to... it. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. That gets you're so the, right. I think that gets at the heart of it. We're like in a movie or sort of like this like God intervention at the end where it's like, oh, that was convenient. That really wraps up. dinosaur. You got, exactly. We're really, it's just a dinosaur doing what it instinctually wants to do is just eat and like destroy. Dominate. And like, it was just a perfect coincidence that could be built up like, into something thanks, or like bro. yeah exactly <laughs> like where'd she come from you that know is, like that was the thing within the production of the script <laughs> that like the script <laughs> supervisor like approached uh uh steven spielberg and was like well wait like they're in this visitor center that's like made meant to accommodate people how does this like 30 foot lizard get into this room and fight these these raptors and he's like well it comes out of the out of the one frame and it's like well, no, that's no. I understand that. It comes into the scene. But like, how did it get into the room? And he's like, no, it just it comes into the scene. From what I'm like, all right, fair enough. From what I was like, reading, sit the fuck down. Spielberg, Spielberg like was so this, in this arbitrary, I like this arbitrary action that really can't be summed up into some larger plan which well, I, think I feel it goes like back to the idea of like nature exactly. can be violent and nature can be beautiful and it's not a yes or no it's a continuum mm. or or it's subjective yeah mm. right um spielberg's from what i was reading that said that he loved how the t-rex looks so much that he kind of added that part in toward the end just to show more dinosaurs fighting yes um and that, what a great shot to it's kind wonderful. of like Thank close you. the movie up on as the banner saying you know when dinosaurs ruled the earth uh, is like yes. yes. they're like so, dinosaurs so, alive yeah. or something mm -hmm. yeah also um the like meme gif on tumblr with the raptors like poking through the plastic wrap and someone's like it looks like a raptor's getting married and i just like <laughs> about that i mean it all so it looks much. it totally looks like a birthday party like the t-rex's party or like the raptor's party and the banner just comes down like, We're open, bitch. <laughs> i think sammy bring up a great point now of to talk about jurassic park's legacy Mm. Um, sure. This movie, and I think this is included with re-releases, crossed the one billion dollar threshold globally. When it right. ended its run, it was at nine hundred fourteen million dollars globally. At the, it was the highest grossing movie until Titanic. Wow! At the right. end of the decade. Yeah. Um, meh. um meh. it's not. It's not this movie. Are there, are there ship dinosaurs? dinosaurs? Uh, Come on. Why not? Yeah, but Leonardo DiCaprio and Truly. That's where you get your plesiosaurus. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of carries the Meg. all the Titanic victims on its back. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. It's like I mean, did you guys see the Meg? It's basically Titanic meets oh, Jurassic shit. Park. <laughs> I have not seen the Meg. The Meg is so dumb, but so fun. I give it so all my thumbs. It is so <laughs> good. All both. <laughs> I think. And I think this movie has lived on in so many ways in terms of video games, sequels, meme culture. Um, so many of. So Jeff many Goldblum. scenes. Ugh. Just Bless Jeff Goldblum. Just chaos so theory. many memes. The shirtless scene. 
can't forget that. He has some of the best and worst lines in the whole movie. He's so extra. There's a part where they're like, oh, how can you ensure all the dinosaurs are female? And he goes, how are you sure you're going to pull up all their skirts? And you're like, Jeff, come on, dude. And when he's hitting on Laura Dern and he does that thing with the hands. He gets hands. into some real creep action. And he so touches her hair. They, so they dated. He just, he just assumes that's fine. Which Jeff is, Goldblum yeah. and Laura Dern dated for two years after this movie. Right, right. He so had, they were, that was like oh, real chemistry. I didn't realize he dated like a decent amount of like co-stars he and um uh gina davis dated oh my god wow. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so funny that guy um so what are you guys kind of just general thoughts on extended jurassic park franchise material <sighs> just make good ones like i you know we live in a world where we have a lot of star warses and just like give me more star war like i want all of them more like, war more more star war um, more stars more war but just like you know <laughs> Put, put the work and effort into making them fucking good. Because, like, this is, like, a... The first movie is so good. And, like, all of the sequels are, like, meh. You know? The problem for me is that it, it kind of... It ruined itself immediately. Because mm. it became such a statement about how to effectively utilize CGI... Yeah. As a newly introduced industry tool. Well balanced with, like... Uh, animatronics and puppetry and mm -hmm. then when the second movie came out they relied just on cgi mostly and like yeah they kind of proved themselves wrong like this is just a tool it's not supposed to be your whole movie yeah there's also something about the whole package that's to be said like when i think of jurassic park the first one i think about the sounds not just the score by john williams oh. but but like the Barbasol can, mm -hmm. when that opens, mm. the sound it makes with the shaving cream mm -hmm. on that fucking pie or whatever. <laughs> Man, yeah. And then when the raptor's being born, the the sound <gasps> of the shell and the little baby like, yeah. like those are the things that I remember the most or the eh, 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 like that kind of thing. Shooter! Right, like those, just as much as like the dialogue, just as much as the specific scenes, like the sound in, in just like, like, I guess some weird ASMR way, but like just those specific sounds stick out to me too. ASMR Jurassic Park. Well, the leaves, like there's so many like leaf yes. shots. There's yeah. also um, a little, a couple notes that I wrote down is that the Tyrannosaurus roar is a combination of a dog a penguin a tiger an alligator and elephant sounds yes um the velociraptor was a combination of dolphins and a walrus there's a beautiful raptor sound i keep referring to the kitchen scene it's just the so shriek. good the shriek like in the doorway yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's beautiful like and that's you're a like, dolphin and a I'm, walrus i'm horrified but also wow, who wow like what a stunning that's game. one of my favorite things is like the combinations of sounds mm -hmm. they use to make certain sounds oh man some of the full work it's incredible yeah. and like yeah the sound design the uh the stomping of the uh the t-rex feet was uh -huh. the falling of redwoods oh, oh my goodness in california oh my god that's ah. so cool so cool and uh, also one of the really uh super crazy things about the production is like they the uh, iconic uh, t-rex approaching shot with the water that is mm -hmm. uh, each yes. one the way that they did water. that they tried they tried it for like days trying to figure out how to make this shot work and then one of the set designers was messing around with a guitar and it just happened to make the water via its frequency vibrate like in such a way that it, it created the desired ripple effect. So they basically rigged like a piano string that ran through the front dash of the vehicle they were in that they could pluck that would create that effect. Hmm. That's so cool. Which is so like it's amazing. so incredible the and so smart. I know. And then like the specific sounds the dinosaurs make. So you have like the the, the combinations, but then like the raptors they chuff. 
It's like the like that noise. And then like even the T-Rex has like different sounds because you have the like the general roar, but then you have like the the sound that the T-Rex makes when the Jeep is going over the wall where it's like like it's something so specific. But like it's just brilliant that they knew okay well like this combination of animals could make this noise but we need to make it sound the same animal is making this noise but we need different animals to make this specifically like holy shit right it was basically like the task was like how do we create the sound of an animal with enormous lungs Mm. yeah that we have no reference for right but but isn't there a part in the movie where um dr grant is like They'd sound like this. Is this the first one or is this? So the, the third sequels? one, they three D print a Velociraptor oh, a, oh, whistle, the but one. they do do that in the desert when it's like like bird noises, kind of like a bird. Right, it's like yeah. yeah, like that thing. They talk yeah. about the DNA, like how they figured out like the DNA stuff. Oh my god, one. that no video DNA. was so fucking school of rock. School of rock. I think of that all the time. Come oh, on, we take a frog's DNA and we. Oh. John, <laughs> um, we work with another Sam, and every time we say hello to each other, I just think of the scene. Hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. <laughs> oh, I have some lines. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys for this wonderful discussion on Jurassic Park. Uh, any kind of final thoughts, things you wanted to bring up, stuff you wanted to mention? 10 out of 10. This movie is perfect. Um, yeah. Did the line, hold on to your butts, come from Jurassic hold Park? Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. Did it originate? He's- I don't know. Samuel Jackson says it twice, and I was like, "Is that where this comes from?" I mean, he it's has my iconic line. It's the yeah. one I most associated with. Yes. Yeah. The girl being the hacker. Bless. Oh my god, I'm a hacker. Oh, they definitely <laughs> guessed a difference from the the script versus the movie, which they chose that like the 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 uh, instead it was an older brother and a younger sister in the book, but they reversed that because they wanted to like present that like a younger <laughs> girl could be like, "Oh, I can hack into this computer and like be." You know, functionally useful as a female character for once in a goddamn script. Thank don't, you. Don't call me a, a computer nerd. Call me a hacker. Is what she says. This oh. movie's the best. This movie is, it the, is best. the best. It's so good. Oh, when Laura Dern is like limping and she's running mm-hmm. to that Yo, compound. That she scene is so iconic run. to me. Oh. When, and Laura um, Dern's face is, uh, during the chase scene is like. Oh, it's like Shelley Duvall shit. Like I felt that. Fear. Yeah, shining shit. Yeah, but that's that's like. Shit. <laughs> I was just say it reminds me of like Jurassic World, the like the second newest one, where like all the like five hundred pterodactyls are attacking people and turning them limb from limb. But who cares? Yeah, who cares? One a velociraptor shit? in one bunker <laughs> is infinitely more terrifying because of how it's set up and composed and the tension than just like a bunch of CG things punching a bunch of people. Two things. One, in Jurassic World, the new ones, when those fucking, like, pterodactyls come in and they try to pick up a baby um, triceratops, Mm -hmm. I was ready to risk it all for that triceratops. It was very upsetting. And the other thing is that, you know, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, they acted the shit out of this. Oh, absolutely. And I appreciate it so much because, like, you you can see when actors are, like, phoning it in, but, like, they gave it it all and, like, I mean, it made the movie. Mm -hmm. Even from the close-ups, as they see the first brontosaurus, and they're, like, standing up in the Jeep and taking off their sun... It's like, Sam Neill does it, he takes off his sunglasses, and you're like, oh, Laura Dern's gonna do it, too. But they both, like, I am 100% convinced (coughs) that they have seen 
the most yes. like awe-inspiring yeah. scene ever. Which is really funny because it was basically from a distance, just like holding a screen holder, where like their attention was supposed to be driven, and it was basically like a giant X on a pole. <laughs> and this is where oh. you're supposed to look. Oh my god! That <laughs> X. Look at that. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> right, they just have to play the soundtrack to bump people up. <laughs> Welcome to Industrial Park. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break and then come on back with the Yes, Christine? I'll say, if you haven't checked it out, check out Sam Neill's Twitter. Oh, yeah. All Sam oh. Neill does these days, I mean, besides being Instagram. amazing, really? is yes. talk about his farm. He has the pigs. Fancy Aww. wines he drinks, oh. the pigs that he raises, and like the amazing pro- like produce that he grows in his garden. All of them are killing it as like <laughs> human beings now. Wow. Uh, Jeff Goldblum does an interview about like the Marvel Disney stuff where he's just so Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he doesn't know about the Spider Man controversy and he's, he's like, well, what? Just makes noises. Great. And he's a style icon. Oh, true. Damn. Yeah. And Laura Dern has purple hair in Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Damn. What a legacy. All right. Catch you in a few. from our break thanks everybody for a wonderful discussion on jurassic park and now we're moving on to the whiteboard question the whiteboard (laughs) question segment um for my whiteboard question i took inspiration from john hammond founder of jurassic park throughout the film historically a monster historically a hero oh (laughs) okay um throughout the movie he says spare no expense five times and so based off of that line if you had to create a vanity project where you would spare no expense, what would that project be? What would it look like? Hmm. This could take the form of a big thing, a small. Just as long as you spare no expense. Well, that doesn't. That's more revealing about the person you're asking a question for if they choose to embrace a vanity concept instead of like something beneficial. But well, vanity. Okay, be so vain. vanity exclusive. Okay. Hmm. No surprise. But mine is Marvel related. Hit the delete all button on every movie after Winter Soldier. What? Whoa, Whoa. everyone? Every single one. Those are all the only ones I've seen. (laughs) We're deleting every single one, and I'm fucking rebuilding from the ground up. Yeah, do it. So that means I'm going to start with, and to be fair, I really only. Ragnarok is one of my favorites. Don't delete Ragnarok. I'm really only focusing on the movies that deal with Captain America. So, like, delete Avengers Age of Ultron. That's That's the first one that has to be fixed. And then Captain America will not be Civil War. It's not going to be Civil War. And we're also not going to have fucking Tony Stark in Captain America 3. He's going to get his actual full movie that he deserves. 
Thor Ragnarok can stay the same. Black Panther can stay the same. Spider-Man can stay the same. But everything, everything in between has got to change. All right. Spare no expense. Spare no expense. Spare no expense. Christine's exhausted from planning her uh, vanity project. Oof. Uh, it's it's a brain bomber or something. I don't know. Uh, I would. I don't know. I would just uh, have this huge. It's kind of Jurassic Park minus the dinosaurs, but just a huge like biodome garden thing with all of my favorite plants, and like the happening happens and oh shit i was thinking of the movie biodome (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, i know maybe not biodome (laughs) but yeah just all my fave plants and things that i would i would invite people to come i would spare no expense on the building of it but hope that it uh is open to the public okay like a giant national park I guess so. Mine's fucking lame. <laughs> no, Christine, we need more beautiful earth plant places. But just all my, f- yeah, all of, it'll be vanity project because it'll be all of my favorite plants. <laughs> what would be a plant you would not allow? Um, like fucking poison ivy well, and shit. <laughs> banned. Banned. Uh, <laughs> like lots of banyan trees. Oh, okay. We, the earth needs it, I think, anyway, so... And, like, pollinators and things, but I would ha- also control insects. Like, no fucking mosquitoes. No ticks. Fair. Right. Oh, no ticks. No ticks. Oh, my God. Yes, bees. Bees, bees, bees. Yes, many bees. bees. Only oh. bees live there. Oh, my goodness, well, Christine. Hold on. I have a... Can I have a request yeah. in your vanity project? Can there be, like, women-only night days where, like, everything's protected, there's no ticks, no mosquitoes, and it's only women, so we could walk out ni- at night and, like... Be free amongst the woods. Yes, <gasps> exactly. Oh, the ocean, Christine is here. My right God, now that you all are missing out on. <laughs> wow, I take my money back and I put it towards this. Uh, yep. <laughs> Just wait for the fan petition to let men in. <laughs> no, you've had it for too long. <laughs> Only like one women night. inherit the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Lordran has the best line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Dave or Tori, Vandy Project. So the only thing that came to mind, um, there's this like artist installation that was in New York that was like I like we like horror movies or something, and it was like um, different like sets were kind of set up from different horror movies and things. There was like different like Friday the third not Friday the thirteenth Nightmare on Elm Street. There was like um, Beetlejuice. There were all these like different areas where you could like interact. There was like a whole it section where it was like the um, the balloons and like the the paper uh, ships that like uh, oh, Georgie makes and stuff, um, and I was like thinking it'd be cool to do like a larger scale version of that where it is like these like bigger like it's like a horror amusement park with these bigger like sets and things that like people can interact with, which I think would be like really fun and cool, like doing like you know like a hallway <laughs> from like The Shining, like the old bar or something would be like really cool looking. Um, yeah, that I think that would be, be fun. Awesome. Yeah. That can be right next to the biome. Just the white room uh, that's in the uh, in Alien. Oh, like no. that one oh. room like of the ship. Yeah. Mother? Yes. Oh. <laughs> is that true, Mother? You can have lunch with Mother. <laughs> oh, mm. my God. Which is, uh, what's his name? Bilbo's head, like, on the ground. <laughs> Wait, you, all that would be for time. lunch would be milk. And, Ugh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ian Holmes' head. 
and just Jones. like gurgling. Like you put your water bottle stuff. under his mouth and yeah. he just shoots them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be great. I love that. Dave? This is a really difficult question for me to answer because I can't think of anything that I, I, I love so fondly that it deserves a status of spare no expense in the world <laughs> we live in. So, um, And this is going to sound like a, a very dumb or like altruistic answer or whatever, but I, I guess I would, if it's got to be conditionally a vanity project, I would say, I would go to Flint, Michigan and be like, I can't drink but the finest water. And then like, <laughs> be like, you know what? We're going to fix this because this is about me. So you think, but <laughs> you're going to throw as much money as I want at fixing this. Every uh, time someone thanks you, you're like, don't thank me. It's not about you. <laughs> this is all about me. And I'll, you know what? I'll take the brunt if it gets it fixed. I'll be the asshole who's in Flint, Michigan, like, I can't drink but the finest water. To be like, uh, uh, if, if that's the money that gets it fixed, fine. I'll be the asshole forever. That's fine. If we get these vanity projects, we all have to be wearing the white suits. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you have a cane. With the cane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still with, ooh, yes, the only mosquito will be my amber mosquito. Ah, <laughs> uh, I guess that leaves just me. Um, what came to my mind first and foremost was a space elevator to the moon, Ooh. and moon colonization, How's space that exploration, for the rotation of the Earth. Spare no expense. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. The answer uh, to pour unlimited money into space exploration. Why? Why are you? Well, never mind. Because space is cool. <laughs> but Why didn't Hammond do it to dinosaurs? You're inviting aliens to whatever. That it, this the is aliens your don't project. want. They, they, don't want none they don't give a shit. They're way farther out than the moon. It's fine. Connor, you <laughs> really like, need to, to watch the expanse because it'll give you some ideas about mm. expanding through the universe. Because they do, they do colonize on the moon. They expand. The moon, be- yeah, the moon becomes like vaca- vacation homes. Mm. Nice condos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, I'm going to go for the mo- to the moon for a weekend. Aww. Could you imagine building something where there's no fucking <laughs> Also, like, I'm scared of flying, like, on a plane to get places. If I had to take a fucking spaceship to get to vacation spots, I would need all of the Xanax like in the world well, it wouldn't be us. The let's be real it wouldn't be us it would yeah it's true. really Wonka's elevator yeah, yeah. Go to the moon I would invite you guys okay in my Thanks. space project yeah. <laughs> I would respectfully decline <laughs> I'd have a lot of questions but I'd ultimately still just be like mm, okay I'll book that free trip to space oh my god moon cheese will all be all the only food that's served yes moon cheese <laughs> Well, I think that wraps up our <laughs> Jurassic Park episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us, valued listeners. Mm. Anything we want to... Esteemed associates. <laughs> Anything we want to shout out, plug, mention, as we're wrapping up? Uh, chill and Kill Horror. Also, we recently on Cinema 76 did our split decision of the week, which in honor of the new Dark Crystal series, we did our favorite puppets from mm-hmm. movies, which I felt like was like a good thing to mention for this one, too. Ooh, is so, that any good? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Garrett and I actually haven't seen the original I've Dark Crystal. I've never seen the Dark Crystal. Oh, for uh, real? It, it yes. is good. Yeah, so check it out. that is also on Netflix. So I mm. think I'm going to try to push that up. So we watch that soon because I watched the trailer for the Dark Crystal series and it looks fucking gorgeous yeah, and amazing. Seen the trailer. I'm really excited for it. But yeah, you can listen to us talk about our favorite puppets for movies. <laughs> it's a really good article. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? 
Dave, your project's coming along nicely, it sounds? Yeah, by this point, the uh, project will be uh, ideally nearing completion, so stay tuned through the month of September, and you'll get an update soon. Woo. Follow us on social media, at ButterWithThat on Instagram and Facebook, and ButterWithThat1 on Twitter, and send us an email, ButterWithThatPodcast at gmail.com. Sam's teacher, please send us an email. Yeah, We're waiting. She's going to be so fast. Uh, and be sure to let us know what your favorite dinosaur is. We would love to hear and why. Dave will give your answer a rating on a scale of 1 to 100. 100 point scale. Yeah, I'll work that out. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to us for now a complete full year. Oh, my God. Um, we appreciate all of your support yay. and our you know listeners that we know are tuning in all of the time. Or We're, if it's your first time, go back. Yeah, true. Revisit. The we podcast. talk about a lot of good movies. Mm-hmm. The podcast is one years old. It only knows basic sensations. It does not understand object permanence. It's just sort of getting there. Mm-hmm. It's like one minute it's there. You look away. It still should be there. Who knows where if everything is. you put your is. finger in its palm, it'll just clutch it. It'll just clutch. Yeah. Chew immediately. Mm-hmm. Everything to the mouth. Yep. yep. I'm just thinking of butter with that as the baby dinosaur that hatches from the egg. My That's egg. exactly. Wait, did you guys ever? That's right. <laughs> Did you ever watch Dinosaurs, the uh, show, and the oh, little yeah. baby? Not the mama. I had like Not one the of those mama. that you could pull the string. <laughs> oh, boy. Did that have that a show. battle action button, too, or whatever? No. Oh, my God. My love of dinosaurs really goes back so long. Dude, the way that show ends is like... It's amazing. It's amazing and so sad. I would love to rewatch all it's of the media. I'm confusing Land Before Time. But all dinosaurs. Tree Stars? Yep. I mean, it's just lettuce, but like... Petri? So. But it's ducky. beautiful lettuce. Oh, ducky. Oh. How many of those movies are there? Ten. Too like many. 45. Literally too many. <laughs> 10, 45, whatever. Oh, little foot in the... W- okay, this is friggin'. <laughs> I'm sure we'll do Land Before Time sometime in the future. <laughs> I don't know. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? We're like, really? <laughs> Don Bluth, he's great. Anyway. October, Land Before Time month. All right, see you, everybody. <laughs> Bye, I guess. Bye. Bye.